0: Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women with Gemma Serenity, your host. Today, coming from Melbourne in Australia, here is Monique Gibson from Ardo Wellness. She is a hypnotherapist, a wellness coach, a disability support worker. She spe- specializes in helping understand the emotional root cause of physical health conditions, And is obsessed with teaching people the real power they have over their health. Today's topic is, is gaining weight really a problem in a relationship? Body shaming as a weapon of narcissistic abuse. Welcome Monique. Thank you. Thank you very much for being here today, really appreciate that.
1: I'm excited to be here.
0: And My first question is, can you walk us through the events of your life that shaped who you are today, knowing that we are in real talk, real women breaking the silence around abuse and that our audience Of victims hiding in plain sight so amazing people like you and I however it's super hard at home and sometimes just unbearable but finding Mm -hmm. the strength to dare to say and to Mm -hmm. take responsibility and ownership is one inspiration
1: away Mm -hmm. so what is your story? Okay, um, so I am in a, uh, from Australia, I grew up in Australia in a teeny tiny country town that only had 300 people. Um, <laughs> I grew up on a farm with my family. I'm the youngest of four. Um, and uh, so that was all fine. Went to school, went to high school, finished that. And, um, and then since I finished high school, which was back in 2010, I actually haven't lived in one spot for more than 18 months. So I've lived in many, many places. Um, I get itchy feet and crave a sense of adventure, so I go off. Um, But the things that have shaped me the most and really led me into, like you were saying, being obsessed with helping people with their health is what I, like my own health journey in my 20s, which has really made me become the woman I am today. And that was when I was in my early 20s, I just started to get really, really unwell with just lots of weird symptoms, lots of mysterious illnesses and the doctors and the tests and nothing was coming back and I just couldn't get any answers. Um, And to the point where I was so unwell that I had to take 12 months off work and my body was mimicking MS and Parkinson's, Um, but I was getting no help from doctors. In fact, they told me to stop coming back to the hospital and they told me that I wasn't trying hard enough to get better and it was my my fault that I was sick. And, And basically, they said, you're just too stressed. You need to remove the stress from your life. And that's where I started to go on and dive deep into personal development. I fell in love with it because I was really just trying to uncover what what was going on and why I was so sick. And then through that, I actually wrenched up a repressed trauma. Um, So I was probably about 23 at that age. And um, the memories of being sexually assaulted when I was 18 came to the surface and I didn't handle that very well. Um, In fact, I didn't handle it at all and I ended up having a bit of a mental health breakdown. I don't know if it was quite psychosis but definitely an episode of some sort. ended up in a mental health care facility for a couple of weeks and then from there it's just been a real journey to kind of come back to myself and learn about mysterious health conditions and how our emotions can manifest physically. Um, and I was diagnosed with a condition called functional movement disorder, which is kind of like conversion disorder in a way, but it also can happen for no reason. Um, but then three years later, I was actually diagnosed with a rare genetic disorder called Anderson-Tarwell syndrome. And it turns out my heart and my muscles don't actually work properly. So when all the doctors were telling me it was my fault, I was sick. There was actually something very, very wrong with my body. So that was quite a horrific journey to go through. And then in amongst all that, which is the reason that we're chatting today, uh, probably in between the two diagnoses, I was in a relationship with a man um, who was very emotionally abusive at times. Um, And the real like center of it was there was just a lot of discussion about my weight and a lot of horrible things he would say, and just like, but you really don't, you don't realize it while it's happening. You realize it when you get out. Most of the stuff, once you get out, you look back and you're like, I don't, well, why did I put up with that? That was awful. Um, and that also really hindered a lot of, I'd come very far before dating him because I had to, because I got into personal development. I really had to take care of myself and believe in myself. But then once we got together, by the end of that relationship, I'd lost a lot of that confidence and a lot of that independence. And then since breaking up, it's been, again, a journey to come back to who I truly am and what I really believe in and um, working on that.
0: Wow, quite a journey indeed.
1: (laughs) It really has been, um, but hopefully I am... uh, getting there slowly with my health is still can be very up and down um and but i'm slowly working towards i'm really very am passionate about natural healing so i am very slowly trying to figure that out for myself um as much as i can
0: totally thank yeah. you very much for doing all of that and so um what has been the shift because when you feel awful for a reason of health, a reason of body shaming, a reason of relationships or something. When you feel that so at your lowest, there is a moment you hit rock bottom and from that moment on, it only goes up about, of course. Because it on <laughs> it's like, not
1: it like a roller coaster. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <to> yeah.
0: <laughs> but actually there is there is a shift. There is a moment in time yeah. when you make a decision when something happens Mm. what inspired you
1: what thought what clicked I don't know well if we like in if we come back to the relationship what you know what I don't even know if it was one moment I think it was an accumulation of a lot of different moments because i would have friends and they would say things to me like i would you know tell them what had been going on at home and they'd be like i don't well i didn't think you'd be someone that would put up with that because i am a very strong a strong-willed person and a very um uh, vocal person like i'm not afraid to be very stubborn with things and they'd be like they'd say i don't know why you're putting up with that and i think i didn't think i would either and Or I'd have friends that I'd explain things and they'd, like, just send the emojis of, like, red flags or red sirens, being like, that's not okay. Um, or colleagues where I would explain to them a few different fights we'd have and then, you know, and then as you do with your partner, you'll tell your friends what they've done, but then you'll counter it and be like, oh, but they've done this and they treat me really lovely. And my friend would be like, you're, you're defending a toxic person. That's what you are doing right now. Um and I think it was just an accumulation of things. And then it would just be when I would try and come to him because I I'm, I really believe in, like, I'm really good with communication and I would try and come to him and just be like, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure about this relationship right now. I kind of just want to talk about it. And I remember having a conversation with him one night and saying, you know, I thought, because he would always be like, we're meant to be, you know, we're going to get married, we're going to have kids, you're the one for me kind of thing and I said to him I was like I thought when you find the person that's right for you I really thought it would have felt a little different to what it does with this relationship and I was like you know and and then there would be times where I would go to him and just want to talk about our relationship and what's not really working for me and he would just blow up he would just It it just it was never an open conversation. It would just be he would get really nasty, he would start yelling at me, all really hurtful things that he knew that would hurt me, or there was one night where I was trying to have this conversation with him and I ended up in tears and I was sitting on the couch crying and he was actually just standing over me, pointing his finger at me, just yelling at me, you know, telling, telling me that he was saying these things because he loves me and he's trying to help me fix myself. And I was just crying, like, just be like, this is not love. Like, I don't, I don't understand this kind of thing. And, and like, it wasn't. And also I actually tried to end that relationship at least four times before I actually got out um I think we were together for nearly two years I think at six months I tried to break up with him and he told me that I'll never find anyone else he told me that um he's the best I'll ever have he told me because uh we used to have a lot of issues with how much he would drink because I grew up with a father that drank too much and alcohol was a really big contributor to my sexual assault. So for me, alcohol wasn't safe. For me, alcohol was very triggering. So when he would drink at home, it really would trigger what used to go like what I'd been through. And, um, and he would tell me that if I wanted to find a man that doesn't drink, they'll do drugs or they'll be on the doll or, you know, they'll just be a drop kick and, like, just all, like anything that I had told him that I want in my life, he told me it's not possible without him. And because when we were dating, I was actually still unwell and I was only able to work part time, he would tell me that I couldn't survive without him um, financially. I wouldn't be able to handle it. And then, and then there were a few more times again, I tried to break up with him. Um, we'd get back together I think we only broken up for a few days and then we got back together after that first time and then a few months later I would try again and again he would just go ballistic and tell you all these horrible things and just make you feel horrible and then but then he'd come back you know a few days later and be treating you like an angel because that's what they do they treat you like a princess they treat you so well he he did he there were times where he made me feel incredibly special where I felt like you know I'd found a really great guy he would buy me amazing things take me on really nice dinners he'd treat me really well say really lovely things you know and then but then when he doesn't get what he wants that switch will turn and Mm. um And, but when I would point these things out, when he wasn't treating me nice, he'd bring it back. Be like, well, I treat you really well. I do this for you. I take you out. I buy you these things. I say these nice things to you. I'm the best, like I'm a great boyfriend. And you couldn't counter that because that, yeah, that's true. You do do those things. But I would say that doesn't mean that what you're doing isn't wrong kind of thing. Um, And then I think on the final straw, because we actually tried to do couples counseling towards the end of the relationship. Um, I think it was his idea um, to just try and get through things because I kept trying to end it and he obviously didn't want that. So he suggested couples counselling. And um, the, final, the final thing, the thing that was final for me was because when we got into another fight, I'd um, gone home, I'd speak, been speaking to friends from work and basically explaining everything. And again, they would point out to me how bad it was. And so I went home, like, ready to break up with him again or at least just have a conversation. And, again, he went ballistic, but this time it was just excessive, like, everything that he knew I was maybe insecure about or um, not that he knew would hurt me he told me he told me I was deluded in the head he told me I was going nowhere in life he told me you know I'm no better than my father because he knew I didn't have a great relationship with my dad he told me that everyone in my life thinks I'm crazy and that you know just all of this all of this shit and for me that was it I was like you're just like this isn't this isn't love that's not how you treat someone you care about and um like you're actively trying to hurt me. But for him, it was just always about the control. He just always needed the control. Um, so, yeah. So, you recognize in all of that
0: the typical trait of a narcissist?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Traits of being a narcissist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because
0: a lot of what you mentioned totally fits um, the check mark. Yeah. And uh, not all of it, because really treating you nice. Uh, that nice, I mean, they really have to calculate and do it in a, I would say, even in a malicious way so yeah. that they could get the best out of you. They yeah. do that. They do that. Yeah. In the, in the, with the means that they have.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Um, thank you for sharing what has been going on. Thank you for breaking the silence, daring to say how it was and realizing that, no, this is not love. Mm. Control is not love. No. free, non non-secret life, that is true love because there is trust, there is reliability, there is faithfulness, yeah. there is uh, freedom
1: yeah there you're is... able to just be yourself that's exactly is. exactly you're and well, about you are yourself on yes. the side
0: of someone else who is himself or herself and you just match and yeah. you support each other you love each other yeah. you laugh with each other have fun vacations and handle life yeah so that is true love
1: yeah Not like I was all actually controlled
0: um, and also also extremely yeah. well treated to then reproach you or that he treated you well about
1: yeah <laughs> that doesn't yeah. work I, um, very like I was very blessed I had a relationship after him um and that was a very very healthy relationship and you know I learned I got to learn oh this is what support is. Because in in the abusive relationship, he would always tell me, I support you 100%. I'll be there for you. You know, I love everything about you kind of thing. He would tell you those things. But it didn't feel that way. Whereas in a relationship with someone that doesn't have these unhealthy behaviours, you actually feel it. And that's yes. a really big difference. And that's yes. something that, yeah, like, and, you know, unless you unless you have had a relationship like that, you don't know I didn't Mm -hmm. know in this abusive relationship. I'd never, like, my parents didn't have a great relationship. I didn't grow up seeing kind of, like, what Lot's love was. Um, So you just, you don't know these things. if You're just really repeating old patterns of what you've witnessed and what you've grown up with. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Until you heal them, until you address them. Yeah. One of the things I really noticed is that uh, all the physical ailments, you end up healing them. Majority of the case, not the chronic illnesses, of course. But majority Mm -hmm. of the case, you end up healing them because the body naturally heals what doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Naturally. And then the inner wounds, the emotional wounds, the sexual abuse of rape, those things, they leave wounds as well, but wounds which does not heal by itself. You can mm. hide it for two or three decades without having dealt with it and don't understand why you end up being an alcoholic, for example. Yeah. Or yeah. just say, yeah, but when I was five, five years old, I was, I was raped. Yeah, I, this is something to, to heal. Yeah. And then there is another yeah. thing to heal now is the addiction to alcohol.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: But the original trigger was that, that free at that yeah. in time, as an example, it's not your yeah. story, but it's an example. Yeah. And um, these inner wounds, it's really a something that is um, does not heal by itself, you have to actively do something to heal it.
1: Yeah. And, you know, going on those healing, like they're they're not fun. It's not fun to do your own healing journey. Sometimes it is, but a lot of times it's it's painful, you know, and it's hard, but it's 100% worth it because you just become more in touch with yourself. You become the kind of person that you want to be because you're able to free yourself of you know those painful things and that's like you know to come back to your example of say you you were molested at five and now you're an alcoholic in hypnotherapy like you know exploring those things with clients like they might come to me for a problem and then we'll explore what's going on in their life and some of the things that come through like just blows my mind or like you know and just the things that your mind will hold on to you don't even think it's impacting you as an adult you think you've done the work you think you know I don't think about it I don't feel those emotions it's not impacting me but it is you know and if you're not able to dive into it you are not going to get past what you need to get past if you're not willing to heal what you've been through even those little things like there's always something that is will might be stopping you from getting to what you want if you're not willing to dive into those really difficult emotions. Definitely. Yeah. True.
0: So the topic of today is: is gaining weight really a problem in a relationship? Yes. Uh, this body shaming that he did on you, mm. making you believe, if you would believe him, that you were too fat or too big or or not attractive or that you did not do good enough in taking care mm. of yourself or i don't know what is that okay in your opinion no. <laughs>
1: no <laughs> like it's just you know I'm just like like it like I'm just so grateful for the relationship I had after this relationship because of the contrast it gave me yeah. and what I was able to see what was so wrong like in my relationship with the abusive partner he literally would say to me on several occasions he would tell me if you gain weight I will no longer find you attractive and our sex life would die and he thought that was okay he thought that was normal and he would go to his friends And be like, you know, this is what I told my missus. And they're like, yeah, that's fair. You're not allowed to gain gain weight in a relationship because if you started off a certain size, you've got to stay that size. And what kind of really, you know, I think one of the things that really got to me once I got out of this relationship is I'm very much in the body positive space. In my own business, when I work as a wellness coach, I was very much non-diet, weight neutral. And that's how I approach health. It doesn't matter what size you are. It matters how you're treating your body and it matters how you feel. and just the, just the way he impacted me and the way he made me doubt my beliefs about being weight neutral and being body positive and just and the insecurities that he gave me after Because I, I grew up very insecure about my body. Like my entire teenage life, I hated myself. I hated mm. how I looked. I hated who I was. But I did a lot of work in my 20s to get past that. And I was really proud of it. But I backtracked so much in the relationship. And there would just be times like I remember once, we were in the car and we were driving. I was just playing a fun game. And I was like, if you could change one thing about me, what would it be? And oh, he, that's, that's he said, worst and he said yeah, don't ask that question. But he said, he said, uh, your waist would be smaller, your boobs would be bigger and your um, pussy would be tighter. I don't know if we're allowed to swear oh, on this, but Jeez, and I, I, was, I was so taken aback. And, I and I, and you know, obviously I was like, that was really rude. And, he's, and he got upset with me because he's like, I was only joking. Like, and it's just, just like, oh, and you know, I, I just, or I, when we were together, I went on a trip to Europe with some friends and um, before I left, I was d- doing some clothes shopping with him and I said to the sales assistant, I said, I'll probably get a size bigger than what I am because I might gain some weight when I'm overseas because I was away for six weeks when Europe, the food is amazing. I was, I was very comfortable with that concept um, that I'd gain weight and um when I was over there I remember I'd um sent him a picture of myself in London and I was playing with the squirrels I was obsessed with them in the London parks (laughs) um and I'd sent him a photo and I was very bloated that day like I was just you know struggling with the food and like I already have a sensitive digestion so I look quite big in that photo and um and I sent sent him the picture and then when I was talking to him on the phone that night he was just being really Weird and like it's just I could tell something was up and I asked him a few times. I said, "Is everything okay? Like you, you know, you're just being a bit weird. Like you're being quite short. You're not really giving me much." He's like, "No, everything's fine." And then the next day, I woke up to a message from him. Like, you, you just look back on these things, you just think how ridiculous this is But I woke up for a really long message from him, and it was something along the lines of, "You know what? You're right. Something is up. You keep saying that you're going to gain weight while you're overseas, and that's not okay." And just all this stuff about i don't want you to gain weight and why do you think it's okay and um and then and then so we had a phone call the next day and i was like you know that's not okay you shouldn't like that's that's not a problem i'm okay with it you should be okay with it you shouldn't be saying these things to me and and then because he was actually also quite an insecure person with himself, which obviously sure. I think
0: people do that people have, these, sure. people
1: have these tendencies, they're very insecure within themselves. They're very good at acting confident, but deep down, they're actually very insecure because you don't mm-hmm. treat people like that if you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a lot of um, issues with, like, body confidence and stuff. And, and I said, this isn't about me. This is about you. And then he said, no, Monique, this is about you and your body. And I was—I think I told him to go fuck himself at that point. So I was like, "What? Like this? What are you talking about? Like this is insane!" Um, and just like just constantly, or even in my business, because my business was very very fresh when we were date when we were dating, and um, I really had no clients, very few. And I really wanted to work in the body positive space. And I really wanted to work with people to get them away from thinking that they're too fat and, you know, accept themselves for who they are. And he would tell me constantly, nobody wants that. That's not, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be working with people that are addicted to drugs. Don't be like, I've never done drugs in my life. Like I don't, I can't relate to them. Why would I do that? And he's like, no, you can't. Like what you want to do is just wrong. It's, there's no market for it. Like it's just constantly, um, or like even one time he said to me and you know I'd like to, as a disclaimer I don't agree with this comment at all and I think this comment was horrific because it is but he said to me you know I don't find a fat people attractive just like you wouldn't find someone missing an arm attractive and I was like what what are you talking about like what I, what is going on in your head like it's just it was just constant and it was just a constant conversation between us and like and and naturally, because I was feeling so insecure about my body in this relationship, I did gain a lot of weight um, by the end of the relationship. I mean, after we broke up, it dropped like that because was out of it. But, you know, just if you constantly put that pressure on someone and tell them then they're not allowed to gain weight and... Um, you know, of course they're going to be insecure, and that's all you're going to think about, and it's not—it's not healthy, and it's not—it's not good for the relationship. Your partner—you should—you you should make your partner feel sexy, and lovable, and you know, uh, desired. That's how you want your partner to feel, exactly. because then they're going to feel like their best self, and they're going to be able to be open, vulnerable with you. They're going to—you know—you're going to have a really healthy life, like healthy sex life and everything, when you exactly. when you treat your partner like that. But when you tell your partner that they're like they don't want to be naked in front of you. They don't want you looking at them. I could always see in his eyes just judging me or like, yeah. you know, maybe if I'd gotten into fitness a bit more and I felt like my body had lost weight, so I don't weigh myself, but like, I would just feel a little smaller because right. he would make comments. He's like, Oh, you're already looking slimmer kind of thing. And like, it's just, that's all that mattered to him. Like it just blows my mind. I mean, um, he wanted a doll, non doll. Pretty
0: much. Sp- I, I, yeah. Exactly. So, Get him a mannequin, a doll with the size of a human being, yeah. and um, and let him just be in love with that um, yeah. non-moving, non non-existing uh, yeah. um, ideal body of I don't know where, and, yeah. um, and 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 get on with your life. You know what I yeah. did notice when we talk about all this body positivity and everything. I have seen so many different shapes of body. Mm. All of the shapes of body can be absolutely gorgeous, beautiful, Mm. and can be absolutely ugly, because Mm. it's all in the self-perception, the self-image, the self-esteem, the self- the self-story, the story yeah. we tell ourselves about ourselves in our yeah. own mind, in the silence of our mind. Yeah. Because yeah. when we do that, we can make an immediate, vibrant, radiant person who is actually three, four, five, six times uh, the, the, the normal weight he or yeah. she would be but depending what is going on in their mind they can be absolutely gorgeous and attractive or not
1: yeah yeah exactly and you know it just makes me so sad like I've been doing um, pole dancing classes this year and you know one of the and a lot of girls come to that class because they want to feel more confident within themselves and I remember there was uh, at the end of a term and you know, the teacher wanted to take pictures of us all in our progress, so we had to all get up on a pole and, like, take a picture of us posing. And one of the girls, like, she was just so insecure and she must have just, you know, hated herself so much. She was, you could see in her face, she was about to cry. She did not want a picture of herself. And, you know, when I see girls like that, it just makes me so sad. Like, just the whole, like, this could be a whole nother conversation about society and body shaming. Like, it just drives me mad, gets me very fired up. But, like when you see that and then if you and then if you get that from your partner the person that you are supposed to be the most vulnerable the most open you know your truest self with and then if you get that body shaming from your partner like that is going to affect you so much Mm -hmm. um and that's just what they do it's and, you know, I just, I love relationship psychology know, and I just love observing relationships. Mm-hmm. And you just see the way that people talk to each other or the things they say or the beliefs that people have. And, you know, it's just, it makes me sad when people just can't accept their partners for who they are. And I often think, like, if you can't accept your partner for who they are right now, then they're not the person for you. Like, you know, if you don't if you don't like them, you don't like them kind of thing. Um, but, Yeah. Anyway, I think I went on a tangent, but I often do it. (laughs) It's not really
0: because there was was a question is getting really proud in a relationship? And you totally talk about that with all these ups and downs, all the ups and downs of what it represents. And it is actually a weapon of choice.
1: Yeah.
0: Because indeed you become so vulnerable because you feel that you're supposed to believe the opinion of your significant author you believe that his or her opinion is everybody's opinion (laughs) yeah pretty much
1: but it's not true
0: your own opinion is what is going to be portrayed by others
1: yeah, exactly. And I see this all the time because I am, like, I do quite, like, I love just observing people and psychology is just my passion. And, like, you know, even, like, when you watch reality TV shows, I'm a really big fan of the TV show Married at First Sight and you just watch it and you can learn a lot about humans. And, like, people's insecurities is what they perceive everyone is thinking about them. Mm-hmm. And so if you're feeling insecure about yourself, you are going to perceive everyone is thinking the same thing about you and they're not. They're thinking about their own insecurities. Absolutely. Um, or if so they are like, judging you, then they're not the people you want to be around anyway, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, it's true. <laughs>
0: Honestly, people, uh, objectively, you know what? I, I remember. I was reading a book about manifestation, about um, money mindset and something like that. And it started off by saying, so I live in California, I drive my Porsche, Uh, I have a $5 million home and I'm along the coast and it's just the dream and I love my life. So from that place, I'm going to tell you how you can get to that. It started off that way and I was there, that's nice. And then I suddenly, like the wake up, the awakening moment. And I said, wait a second. I trust that person, that that person is seeing his life as it is. Mm. So I imagine that person along the coast of California, driving his Porsche with his $5 million home, which can be small or middle size depending where it's located and um i have no doubt and then when you read a a bit more farther it's like oh because by the way that was my vision statement that i i wrote and it actually happened like five or ten years after i wrote this book and i was there but i believed you oh does the universe believe you when you state your vision board
1: all the time
0: (laughs) always there is no difference between what you believe to be true and what is true yeah because it's a story
1: yeah exactly and people buy into
0: story (laughs) yeah
1: exactly and you know that's that's literally all things are it's the story that's going around in our own heads and it's what we are identifying as Um, and I think that you know when it comes to these relationships where you are my friend pointed something out to me after I'd gotten out of this relationship because We, um, probably about three months before it was the final straw and I actually left this relationship for the last time was when I got diagnosed with the heart condition. I got put on some medication that truly changed my life. It was phenomenal. I felt normal. I was able to function like a normal person. I could work full time. Like it was amazing, life-changing. And my friend pointed something out to me. She said, I feel like what happened for you was that once you went on your medication, you realised there was more to life. And you could go out and do more, and you weren't so limited. And then you could see in your relationship that you could do better because you you felt more worthy of what you could do in your life. And I think when it comes to these relationships, you know, people put up with it because they don't think they deserve better, or because their partner is just repeating things to them that they already believe about themselves. And um, and you know, it's I think to be able to like kind of like what you're talking about you know at the start that moment where you have your enough is enough where you wake up and you realize this is actually not a healthy relationship and this is not okay and I shouldn't be putting out with this is when you start to work on your growth your self-growth and your value and how you see yourself and the stories that you tell yourself about who you are and what you deserve I think like in that book um the four agreements I'm pretty sure it's in where they say you'll let someone treat you as badly as you treat yourself and if they go one step over that, then that's when you put your foot down. So, mm-hmm. you know, in these moments, is it's about questioning, why am I putting up with this? Why am I letting them treat, treat me like this? Why am I? Why do I feel like I'm not worth more than this kind of thing?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very interesting point that you brought up from, um, mm. I think it's Miguel Rui who wrote uh, yeah. Your, yeah. um agreements. Yeah. I have heard many ladies talk to me about such a low self-esteem and that at some point you ask yourself and say, why do I allow myself to be treated that bad?
1: And indeed,
0: why at some point it's too much and you stop. Yeah. And the other thing I'm going to chime in is to say, actually, when you believe something is wrong with you, like your weight. Like someone one day approached me about uh, his teeth. I really didn't know what was wrong. And he asked me uh, if uh, his smile was, a, 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 was putting off. Mm. I had no idea that for him, he was seeing himself as handicapped because his teeth was uh, a little bit wide with white spaces Mm. in between. I just knew it was him and he was gorgeous the way he was as everybody is. And he did his job amazingly. So there, I I mean, I didn't see any problem with that. And he was so obsessed about his smile and he didn't dare to smile. And it was like so, so compressing. And that was, this is one of the example that um i remember because if i would have said yeah your smile no it's just horrible it would have picked him so hard where it hurts mm-hmm. that he would have probably blow off my mind like, yeah. like ex- Loaded, like you want to turn out here anymore whatever yeah. you? you're so rude and things like that though he cannot stand his smile
1: yeah and isn't it isn't it just interesting like you know it's such a it's really that again it comes back to the story in his head like you could have someone that has the same smile and they truly don't care mm-hmm. like, really, they just don't care at all and that's one of the things i actually really love about working with people with disabilities mm-hmm. um, is they never fit in they're never, they never gonna fit in. A lot of my clients like they're just so they're just themselves and they don't care about like social norms they don't care about fitting in saying what's right. they're just themselves. and it sometimes it is so refreshing because there's just not that expectation. there's not that judgment there's not that they're just themselves and it's it's really nice and if only people more people could have that freedom. Because I think that's what happens when you go into relationships and I think for women, I don't know about men, I can't speak from their perspective, but for women, when they go into relationships how they look is such a high pressure and I think it's not just whether they're gaining weight or not I think it's how are they performing in the bedroom how are they you know what's going on like how like there's just so much pressure and I they put it on themselves and it's also society puts it on them and like again a whole nother conversation but (laughs) like we could dive into but we might be stuck here a while but you know and like I just I wish people could just more just be themselves and be like, this is who I am, this is me, take it or leave it kind of thing. And we could see that in relationships more. Like, it just blows my mind when you see people with their partners and they're insecure about something with their partner and they don't want to say something to them and they don't want to do something with them. And it's like, it's like to me, relationships... I feel like relationships is that one place where I feel like that freedom should be, and you know, you should be able to be just completely and utterly your authentic self. Where around that person, I mean, preferably everywhere, but especially with your partner. And like when you are, like, you know, even in this um, relationship I had after the abusive one, the one that I'm really grateful for, we both gained weight because we were dating during COVID, lockdowns. All we both gained a bit of weight during the relationship, and just the approach that was so Different. Like, I was always made to feel like I was accepted no matter what. And I was always made to feel like it doesn't matter. I mean, there were some times where I had to, like, because I definitely noticed insecurities from my last relationship come through and when I had because also I also gained a lot of weight because I, ca- I came off my medication that I just said was amazing but I also like I said it started really into natural healing I want to see how far I can get came off my medication so I couldn't exercise as much and I just couldn't like it was that it's actually been probably a bit over 12 months now and it's been a hard 12 months trying to work with my body and trying to get around all my limitations um and you know there was a couple of times where I had to like coach you and be like and be like now I want you to say to me minik I love you no matter what size you are and like I did true like I didn't really need it because I want to have that confidence within myself and that security within myself sometimes you just need these things from your partner and then when there's that pressure where like your partner like if there's that pressure that your partner's kind of be like you're not allowed to gain weight like I think that's just so horrific don't treat people like that like you shouldn't be treated like that from your partner at all and you know you could come back to like well why are you gaining weight is it maybe like and I think there are you know some things where you can think about like what's the reason behind it like is it something that you're not dealing with are you you know are you kind of going down a dark hole with your mental health and you're not taking care of yourself and um or is it you know something else like what's the actual reason behind the weight it's never food and exercise they are just a symptom yes Um, definitely yeah and that you know yeah and uh, the in my last relationship that was actually an issue he was gaining weight but he was he'd he'd um like we both were but for him he kind of he stopped doing everything he enjoyed he wasn't going anywhere outside of work he wasn't doing anything he stopped going to the gym he wasn't taking care of himself and for me it wasn't the weight gain for me it was you know you're not taking care of yourself you're not stepping up for yourself you're not being the person that you say you want to be and for me that was the part that I couldn't I couldn't deal with anymore because personal growth is such a strong thing for me and I just couldn't I it could, just wasn't working for me anymore and it really was like dragging me down but I think come back to those things if um you know more weight gain is always just a symptom what else is going on and is that your deal breaker or is it not kind of thing and I think Going back to that, that might be okay, depending on the context. But, like, again, I think I'm going on a tangent, but I'll let you jump in now. All right. Your opinion.
0: Thank you. I think (laughs) you're really leading in a lot of different color of the same topic, which is very interesting, and I'm sure it's going to help many people when they are really Mm -hmm. wondering about their weight and their Mm. body, and how they are, and things like that. Mm. So thank you very much for sharing all of that. I'm going to finish with three speed questions. Okay. Simple, short answer, whatever comes to mind, okay? It's going to be about money, love, time, okay? Okay. What is your biggest struggle regarding money? Biggest trigger?
1: Struggle. Oh, a struggle? Yeah. Oh, manifesting it. No, I think my biggest struggle with money is I especially something I think about a lot in the, the ties between I love the idea that you can attract all the money that you want, you can have a really abundant life. But then I also question oh, like, is that really where I want my focus to be? Kind of thing. So I think my struggle with money is wanting to be able to have the abundance of everything that I want and be able to do everything that I want, but then finding like is that really where i want to put my focus kind of thing and is that I, is that fitting with what i want to create for my life if mm-hmm. that makes sense it
0: does make sense thank you yeah same question money love when you think about love about relationships and all about self-love thing what is the biggest struggle about love relationship
1: Oh, relationships <laughs> relationships <laughs> for me. Relationships for me. I just at the moment relationships are not on my radar because I feel like they're a burden on my life. Just there's so much fine, so much emotional baggage goes on to the woman in the relationship, and they have to do so much of the work, and I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, but my struggle with relationships, I love, love. I love being in love. I think love is a really beautiful thing. Um, but navigating how people approach relationships for me is really difficult because I don't, I just think it's, there's a lot of work to be done there and it's hard to find someone to match how I feel a relationship should look. Mm-hmm. Third question. What is
0: your biggest struggle when it comes to time?
1: Oh, <laughs> I'm having the energy for doing everything I want to do. And I think also having the patience. I have so many goals. I'm a very ambitious person. I have so many ideas for my life, but I need to have the patience, especially dealing with my health and being patient with that, having the patience to get to where I want to go and allowing that time and not thinking everything needs to happen right now.
0: Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much all this conversation, truly love Thank it. Thank you. Yeah, refreshing. Thank you very much. You. And uh, yeah, I look forward to talking with you again. Enjoy that. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Have an amazing day on your side
1: of the world. <laughs> you too. <laughs> Thank
0: you very much. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye bye.
1: Bye.